Welcome back, everybody, to the Keys Weekly Sports Wrap with Coach McDonald, the only place to get your Florida Keys prep sports news and history. You can find this podcast every Thursday at keysweekly.com. Please share and like. You can find me on Facebook at Florida Keys and Key West High School Sports History. And this is this week's podcast. And let me tell you, I got a lot of stuff to talk about. Okay, let me take a breath here. Here's what's going on. Last week, we are having a transition time. Fall sports is starting to end. Volleyball this week is having their district tournaments. Cross country's getting geared up for their districts and, and they're running the postseason, all three teams. Football, Key West played a district game this week and um, they barely, barely lost. This was Estero. They were deeply impacted by Hurricane Ian, but they rallied the troops and their football team was 5-0 and prior to Hurricane Ian. They definitely wanted to get back on track. They got clearance from Lee County to come down to Key West last Friday and play at home. Again, Estero coming into the game 5-0. and Key West, I think, is about 2-4. and But you could throw all the records out because it is a district game and it was the first district game for Key West High School, and it was the first district game for Astero. It was a great, great, great game. Both teams fought hard back and forth, and it came down to the very last play. I think the final score was 45-37 Astero, but the last play of the game, James Reynolds, he had a long run, and he had to be stopped. He had to be tackled as time expired for uh, Astero to get the big win. So Key West, they lose their first district game, but they still have two other district games to play. And in Florida, your district runner-up can still go to the playoffs. So Key West is still fighting for a playoff spot. Now, the real exciting thing last week is happening this week. That's right. Sounds crazy, but true. Last week after Marathon and Coral Shores played, I was at the game. I was coaching for Marathon, and the big talk was Key West and Marathon were going to play this past week, and it was all set. Now, I told you before that Estero was tentatively canceled. They were supposed to play last week against Key West High School, or actually two weeks ago. And so the athletic directors got together. Everybody made it happen. Key West and Coral Shores were going to play. Well, Estero was allowed to come down. So Key West had to go back to that scheduled game. Key West and Estero last week. But that leaves this week, tomorrow night. It's going to be up at Coral Shores. This game has not been played since 2010, Coral Shores versus Key West High School. So it's very exciting tomorrow night. Key West High School will travel up to Coral Shores, and it's going to be a very interesting matchup between two teams. On one hand, you have Coral Shores, the discipline team, the lights-out defense, the physical play. I mean, Coral Shores has given up a handful of touchdowns this whole year. Going up against Johnny Hughes, Key West Conks, and the juggernaut, Flexbone offense, where he has scored on the biggest, strongest teams in the country. His flexbone offense has been potent. So you're going to have this running offense of Key West High School running the flexbone against the Coral Shores defense, who has done great against the run all year long. Offensively, Coral Shores runs a spread offense, but it's a power running spread offense. They spread guys out to run the ball between the tackles, either to uh, Jacobson, the fullback, or the running back in this case, or the quarterback 
who is fantastic. So Coral Shores, Key West Marathon, all three of the teams in the Keys, all are running teams. Tomorrow night is going to be Key West and Coral Shores. I think it's going to be a big, big, big game. I think it's going to be a close game. Good luck to both teams. And let's talk about marathon football a little bit. How do you like that segue? So last week it was marathons homecoming week. And you guys in the Keys know how big that is. All three of the teams have parades. Marathon had their parade. Marathon had their homecoming dance. Marathon had their pep rally. They had their spirit days. And Marathon also had an old foe in town. Good old Miami Country Day. If you went to Marathon, you probably played against Miami Country Day many times in something. Miami Country Day is always a well-disciplined, very, very, very good football team, very well coached. The kids are very, very scrappy there, and they came down, and it was a big night for Marathon. It was about 57 to 21. And it was a big rushing night for Malachi Hawkins. He had 13 carries for 324 yards. Uh, the defense was fantastic for Marathon on homecoming night. Um, Thomas, our middle linebacker, registered 18 tackles. It was a big night for him. It was a big night for our seniors at Marathon High School. It was fantastic for them to get a big win during homecoming. You know how big that is for everybody. And tomorrow night, Marathon has Palm Glades Prep. And Palm Glades Prep is a foe that we saw in the spring. Marathon was able to defeat Palm Glades Prep 30-6 to in the spring football game. So it'll be interesting to see how far Marathon High School football has come since the spring. To see if they could improve on that score. And, and hopefully, us at Marathon, we could get another win. So there's a lot of stuff going on this week. Also, Actually, the biggest news in the keys of everything this week, at least in my mind, is happening at the marathon game tomorrow night. And that's who this podcast is dedicated to. It's going to be dedicated to Andre Garvey. If you live in Key West, you probably have seen Andre or you know him. If you live in the Upper Keys, you either know him or I'm sure you've seen him around. Andre Garvey is a graduate of Marathon High School. And he has something that no other football player in Monroe County has, and he was the state 2A player of the year. He was named in 19, for the 1997 season, he was named the state player of the year. The best player in his division in the state, in his classification. He rushed for 2,500 yards his senior year. He rushed for 25 touchdowns. He had one receiving touchdown. A total of 26 touchdowns, 2,500 yards. Uh, Coach Garvey or Andre? He went on to have a football scholarship at Florida A&M University. And when he was finished there, he returned to Marathon. And as you hear in the podcast, his whole plan all along was to come back to Marathon and coach. And that's what he's done. Marathon Andre has dedicated his life to service, to the service of people in Marathon. He works at the community park. He has also been a football coach, and he's the longest tenured football coach at Marathon High School. Honestly, probably in the history of Marathon High School, he's coming up on um, 20 years as a football coach, probably a little bit more at Marathon High School. And I don't know... If anybody, assistant, I know for sure there's no head coach has held that job at Marathon that long. And I don't know if there's any other assistants. If you guys could think of any, you could email me at sports at keysweekly.com or send it to my Facebook page. Um, so Andre came back and he's dedicated his life to the people of Marathon. 
and and hats off to him. We have him on the podcast because tomorrow night at halftime, Andre Garvey's number 32 is going to be officially retired at Marathon High School football. No one is ever going to wear 32 after this season. There's going to be a big banner at the field for Andre. And I want everybody, if you're a marathon person, if you're listening to this, come to the game. Come to the game Friday night because it's going to be a big night, I think. The whole community really needs to rally around Andre and support him as his as his number gets retired. And on the podcast first, I'm going to have um, Andre's teammate, James Paskevich. He was a teammate of Andre's, and he's going to give some perspective. He is a commercial fisherman here in Marathon. He is a great pillar of the community, and he's coming on to talk about his experience playing with Andre at Marathon High School. And then um, after that, we are going to go to our interview with Andre Garvey. And I hope you guys enjoy it. You guys, tomorrow night you need to be in two places, either at the Key West Coral Shores game or you need to be at the Marathon game. So I hope to see you guys at the Marathon game. And if you don't go there, go to that Key West Coral Shores game or listen to it on the many radio stations. I don't think there's any streaming of the Key West Coral Shores game. It will be on the radio. I know that Marathon High School football is streamed at nfhs.com. You, there is a service there where you could watch the games online. So right now we are going to go to James Paskevich talking about Andre Garvey. I know that tomorrow night, Friday night at Marathon High School is going to be a very special night. Coach Andre Garvey's number 32 is going to get officially retired by Marathon High School. And right now I have one of his teammates, James Paskevich. How are you doing today, sir? Very good, Sean. Thanks for having me. Well, it's really exciting. I'm really excited about tomorrow night and, and Andre's jersey getting retired. When was the first time you and Andre both played football together? Oh, I'd have to say that was in 1996. Uh, I was a junior at that time, and I believe we played spring ball together. And uh, Andre, you know, I, me being a relatively new football player, not having played my freshman or sophomore years, uh, you know, I was a little bit taken back by Andre as a, as a younger guy, but, you know, really, really strong and fast and big. And really what I can remember is, uh, you know, everybody on the team just really looking up to this guy. You know, he brought a lot to the table when it, you know, when it came to football and, and work ethic and, uh, you know, just physical prowess. So were you guys in the same grade? No, Andre, I believe, was a graduate of 1998. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's absolutely correct. So you're come out your junior year and, and you're taken, uh, you're in awe of him. What especially was it about his work ethic that struck you? Well, you know, some people come out to the field and, and they don't really, you know, kind of play the game uh, with all their heart. Andre, to me, just seemed like somebody who was on the field. He was giving it everything he had. Uh, you know, along with natural God-given talent, he came with, you know, a, a very good uh, head on his shoulders and came to learn the game and came to play it hard. Yes, absolutely. So um, I did talk to Andre. I know one of the, the biggest things 
going on during that time period where you came out for football was the Curly Curse. Uh, can you tell us about the background of the Curly Curse and what happened and, and how Andre played into that? Well, uh, you know, as a as a relatively new football player to Marathon High School, not having really followed, um, you know, the the rivalries and, and whatnot, you know, once I did come on and join the football team, you know, I was made aware of the curly curse and, um, our, I believe, I mean, I know that we beat curly at their home field and it was a very tight game all the way. And, you know, our defense, uh, really, really stepped up at the end of that football game. If, if my knowledge of the past serves me correctly, um, and, and I believe Andre had some very big plays defensively and uh, as well as as well as an impact on the offense. And we, we talk about his senior year winning the class 2A player of the year and rushing for over 2,500 yards and also having 25 touchdowns. But on the other side, he also played linebacker. So as a linebacker, was he as just as effective as a linebacker as he was as a running back? And I'd say it, 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 if not more, at least as much, you know, the, the guy picked offenses apart. Uh, he swarmed to the football and was just, he just wasn't afraid to get dirty. You know, when it, when it comes right down to it, uh, he's like a heat seeking missile to the football. Uh, you know, he, he knew what offenses were going to do and he got inside their head. And I tell you what, you know, just pure instinct football player that, that really, that really had great knowledge and, and love for the game and played it very hard. So um, is it correct that when you were in high school, you played offensive line? That is correct. And defensive line as well. So offensively, you know, I've been in huddles before. You've been in huddles before, especially with a star running back. You know, sometimes you don't know what to expect in the huddle from a star running back when you're an offensive lineman. Is he going to complain to you that you're not blocking hard enough? Is he going to yell? You know, these are all things that offensive linemen get in the huddle and realize. Or perhaps you know as an offensive lineman you made a mistake and now the running back's on the ground five yards deep. How was he as a, a team leader and how was he in the huddle? You know, I'm not sure that I ever heard Andre complain about a single thing, whether somebody didn't do their assignment or, you know, he got he got tackled for a five or, you know, more yard loss. I, you know, he always picked himself up and got right back at it. And, and he kind of let the coaches uh, do do their job. You know, everybody has a job to do, but we don't really ultimately we don't answer to one another. We answer to the coach and we answer to the game plan. And when it comes right down to it, when people didn't do their job, he, he never pointed the finger, um, you know, and, and he was a good leader. And, and, you know, he would pick you up and say, you know, and give some advice on, on you know, what to do next time. But I never once remember Andre complaining about anything. So, you know, tomorrow night, Andre's going to get his number re- retired at at Marathon High School. You know, hopefully we have a big crowd out there. I'd love for you to come out and watch that. You know, I would love to see some of his coaches come out and some of his teammates come out and watch this. But, you know, Andre's going to listen to this. If you wanted to send him a message uh, on this, you know, big night, what would you say? Well, you know, my hat's off to Andre. He's not only has he remained a uh, a figure for Marathon High School football uh, as, as one of the best to ever play here, He's been a, a true um, 
leader in our community. He gives back so much. And, you know, it's 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 really nice to see his smiling face when it comes to coaching our youth and, and being a part of development, um, you know, of our community. It's uh, it's it's really a wonderful thing. Uh, and if I may share a story about about uh, Andre and, and me on the football field, you know, I have one shining moment with Andre as a you know, as a practice moment, uh, I believe it was Coach Lowry who was coaching coaching our defense at the time. We were doing Oklahoma drills, and uh, I learned the difference between delivering a hit and receiving a hit uh, versus Andre Garvey. And I tell you, it was one of the, it was one of the only times I was on the delivering end. But uh, I, I I think we both popped up out of the drill, and we were we were heading to hit each other, and my momentum, I don't know if I tripped or what happened, but I just was explosive forward. And uh, I popped Andre pretty hard and, and I didn't feel a thing. And, and he ended up on his back. And, and I tell you, uh, knowing how hard that, that young man at the time hits and that man now, his size and his strength, uh, just kind of makes me smile because, you know, we had a coaching staff that that tried to really express the difference between delivering a hit and receiving a hit. In that moment, that's that's when I learned the difference. And it's just kind of it's kind of a fun thing to look back, you know, as a as a young man, as a, as a child, really, to uh, have shared so much of of our adolescence and, and into uh, into growing members of this community as men. Uh, it's nice to reflect on a lot of these things. I'm really, really proud of him and I'm really happy for him. And he deserves to have his number retired as a uh, marathon dolphin. Thank you so much for those words. And thanks for coming on the podcast. Uh, have a great day, James. I appreciate it, Sean. All right. Thank you, James Peskevich, for coming on the Keys Weekly Sports Wrap with Coach McDonald and giving us uh, a couple great stories about Andre. And you figure you sort of see a little bit of what makes Andre go through the eyes of other people. And now, really, this is moment the moment you've been waiting for. We're going to have Andre Garvey on the Keys Weekly Sports Wrap with Coach McDonald. And here is Coach Dre. If you live in the Florida Keys, you probably know this guy. If you live in Marathon, you definitely know this guy. He is having his number 32 retired tomorrow night at the Marathon Senior Night. It is Andre Garvey. He is, uh, what year did you graduate, Andre? 98. So Andre is from the class of 98. He went to Marathon from middle school and then he went to Marathon in high school. He played football there and he is one of the only athletes in the history of keys all the high schools to be named the actual state player of the year his senior year was 98 his football season was 1997 and he was the 2a state player of the year he had 2500 yards rushing 25 tds one td receiving and tomorrow night at marathon finally 25 years later his jersey number 32 is going to be retired. So first of all, starting out, even before we go back in time, Andre, first of all, congratulations. And were you shocked? And what did that mean to you? Um, it, meant, it meant a lot to me, man. Growing up here in town, is like, it wasn't that hard, but, you know, times were like difficult at times. So it meant very good to me. Um, so you grew up in Marathon. 
Now, your main sport was football, but I'm sure you played everything growing up. What was your your first experience? When did you start playing football? Who introduced it to you, and where did you play? Well, I, I started playing the City League with Anthony Colbert and uh, Donnie Kitchen during the City League, like A-League, during, like playing Key West. Mm-hmm. So that introduced me into football, like right away. So your first introduction to football was A-Division, Andre? Yes. Okay, so for our listeners, that means is like 12, 13, 14-year-old. Back in the day, A division would be like junior high football. So you didn't play tackle growing up. Really, you first started playing tackle as an A division player with, with Anthony Culver in Marathon, and that was tackle, right? Yes, that's correct. So you guys were playing against just Key West then? Yeah, just Key West teams, all Key West teams. And um, who else were on was on those teams with you? Uh, at that time, it was just like me, my cousin, just a couple of like guy friends that around the neighborhood, and like a couple of kids from uh, Big Pine. It okay. was like Marathon and Big Pine combined, and we just played against Key West, all of the Key West teams. So who was playing down at Key West at that time, and did you guys have success? At that time, it was we were playing just like Tomage. Um, probably ran Carthon at the time as well. Curtis Butler at times. Mm-hmm. Now, what position you start playing football? We know how this story ends with you in high school, but how did it begin? What position, you know, your first year playing football, did you get on the field? What position did you play? Well, I got on the field like right away. I played uh, tailback like right away, like just running football. Like football, like playing fullback, I was never good at, so... I played tailback, whereas that is just getting the ball and just go. And then, so you play City League. Now, did you ever at Marathon, at Marathon at the time, was it a JV varsity or was it a Marathon um, Marathon middle school team? Like, how did it work? How did you get introduced to school football? I got introduced to high school football. The time I hit eighth grade, it was a coach named Coach Gentry and Bill Simpson. Mm-hmm. And at that time, my brother... He was at that school at that time, and then I used to go out there and watch them play. And then I guess they see me playing after a while, and then, bam, I just went from there, and I seen all the older guys playing and went from there on. So as an eighth grader, you played varsity football? Yep, started out eighth grade. So what position were you playing as an eighth grader? At eighth grader, I was a receiver slash running back. Mm-hmm. Now, you're in eighth grade is – Where's uh, Tony Bryant? What grade is he in? Tony Bryant was a senior at that time. All right. So we're talking, this is about, Tony graduated in, in 95, Andre, is that correct? Yeah. So this is the the, see, the football season, 1994, 1995. Who's the head coach then? At that time, it was, it was still Bill, it was Bill Simpson at that time still. Mm-hmm. And what were your impressions as an eighth grader? I know that you grew up with Tony. Right. He's always older than you. But and we're talking about Tony Bryant, who went to Florida State and ended up playing for the Raiders and for the New Orleans Saints. But as an eighth grader, as someone who's just played City League football. Right. And now you're you're an eighth grader. You're playing on the varsity and Tony Bryant's there. What what were your takeaways from him? What did you think about him when you were in eighth grade? Man, when I was in eighth grade, I was like, man, I got to go against this big ass guy. I was like, <laughs> I didn't want to hit him that practice at all. The only time he'd get up, so I'd like, I'd run away, do this, I'd do just different things just to get away from that guy. It's just too big. 
And if my memory serves me correct, that was that team there was a pretty decent team loaded with a couple of, of legitimate college recruits besides Tony. Is that correct, Andre? Yep. We had a uh, Dossie Robbins, Damian Gibson, Sam Butler, Julius Faircloth. They had like just a whole bunch of names. Like all those guys were just like top athletes. Right, and we're, we were talking about the first few you talked about were, were, were getting legitimate Division One football interest during that time besides Tony. So there's a lot of talent on that team. But still, as an eighth grader, did you get any touches? Like, did you actually carry the ball in games? Yeah, I, I want to say my first touch was when we played all uh, Lance and Everglades. I was in eighth grade. That's when I first got my very first touchdown at that school there when the starting running back, Dossie Robinson, went down due to a sprained ankle. All right, so Dossie Robbins is out, and you, and you're thinking the unthinkable. Here I am. I'm an eighth grader, and I'm going in the game, and and you're actually able to score against them, huh? Yep, my very first touchdown was at Ransom Everglades. Mm-hmm. So, so then there's this there's this slow build. You have you have Bill Simpson as your coach, and then you go through. Correct me if I'm wrong. You go through your freshman year and your sophomore year what were your your fir- your first two years like in high school my first two years in high school they were pretty good i mean we were like off and on like winning losing but i mean i was still getting touches the majority of the time just because i was like a starting running back at that time mm-hmm. and but as far as playoffs as far as being like oh we're going to be the district champions did you guys make any headway as far as that is concerned? No, because all the other teams that we played, they were like slight bigger than us. We always had like a tough district. Mm-hmm. So we played like Berlin. We played like Gulliver Prep. Those were all like bigger schools than we were. So like it stopped. Sometimes it just stopped at Berlin to suit. Yeah. So like for our listeners and, and things like that, I mean, especially back in those days, Marathon was considered a public school. There were a lot of schools in the traditional districts and the schools that would be in Marathon's district would be like Berlin, who's like a power every year, Gulliver, who's a power every year. So we are in a smaller school district in Marathon, but some of those other schools are really, really talented teams that are recruiting players all over South Florida. So those are the teams that you were going against all the time. And you know, you guys just, you couldn't get past those teams sometimes. And um, who were some of the guys that were in your class that always played with you all four or five years? I want to say uh, Bradford Hale, Kyle White, Chad Capen, Cliff Dancy, uh, James. Paskevich. Yeah. So those guys, so you guys are all together. And how about like your junior year? Was that the year that you guys got rid of the Curly curse? Yes. That okay. was the very first game that we ever like beat Curly in a long time. So that was a big deal. And if you talk to some of these, these guys, like I, I moved to Marathon about 10 years ago and started working there at about, about 10 years ago. And that's something that they still talk about. They went for a very long time. Um, without beating Curly, and then you guys had a little stretch of not winning games, correct? And that was the game that pulled you out of everything was beating Curly. Is that correct, Andre? Yep, you're right about that one. We had a, a long stretch of that winning So you guys went about 13, 14 games without winning, and e- even with the great 
Andre Garvey at running back. You guys are still losing. And then you get to you get to Curly and beat them. What do you remember about that game? I just remember the coach just calling a power right. I was like, man, we just got to just score just to get up. And all of a sudden, just we went, boom, scored. And I think it was like maybe three minutes into the game, they had the ball came down, and we stopped them, and the game was over with. And did everybody go crazy or what? Yeah, I mean, the whole, everyone was crazy at that game there. <laughs> So that that's the big accomplishment of your junior year is beating Curly. Is that safe to say? Yep. Okay. So you're going in your ninth, 10th, 11th grade year. I mean, you're getting carries, right? You're, you're scoring touchdowns, but you didn't really ever have that monster season. Correct? No. So, you know, you might get, you might, you might run for 800 yards in a season. Right. Is that is that safe to say? So then you're going into your senior season. You're probably not thinking about having running for twenty five hundred yards or going to college and and play. But something something changed at Marathon and there was a coaching change. And Coach Steve McNally and our listeners go all across the the keys and, and beyond. But if you know Coach Mac. He came to Marathon right before uh, Andre, your senior year, correct? Yes, he did. Now, did he come the spring before? No, he came like that summer. Mm-hmm. I think the summer, like July. Okay, so right, yeah. right before your senior year, and and he he brought a lot of change with him. Coach McNally is someone that rest in peace, Coach McNally. Unfortunately. Um, he, he died, I think it was the last year, but he's a fantastic guy. And I know a lot of our Key West listeners are going to know him because he worked at Key West high school and coached a little bit there after leaving marathon, but that's a whole different story. Uh, this guy, he was a great college football player. I know that he had a tryout with the Washington Redskins. He was actually part of the Florida A&M college, uh, coaching staff, and he had been around as a coach. He ends up in marathon right before your senior year starts. And what was your introduction to him and what was he like? I mean, he was a he was a pretty good, like big guy, smart coach, knew about football a lot. Just he just knew a lot about football. I mean, what he taught me was more than I could ever know about any other sport. And what was and you guys, everybody listening you know, you have a new coach in the keys. What was his coaching style like with you guys and, and with your teammates? Well, his coaching style was like, if he told you to do something and you didn't do it, it either you will do it or you don't do it. Or you just off the team itself. Like right away. It was just like, let's say, Hey, run a lap. And you say, Hey, your lip off, you're off the team. So was that, so obviously he had to kick a couple guys off the team. Yes. I mean, we started out probably with maybe 30 players, ended up with maybe 13, 14. So during your senior year, he comes at the beginning of the year. You have 30 guys on the roster. After a couple weeks, you guys start playing games. And by the end of the year, you're, you're finishing at best with 14 players. Yes. So 14 players. So that means that everybody, almost everybody's going both ways. Did you play defense? I played defense. Yep, starting linebacker. Okay, so he comes in, and 
he brings in this mentality where um, I have a plan. Everybody needs to follow the plan. And if they're not with the plan, then they need to go. And basically his plan was to run you as much as possible. Is that safe to say? Yes. <laughs> yes, it was. I, I was looking at, at my paperwork today and I saw something where I think your senior year, you have obviously you have the record at Marathon for most carries. It's something like 348 carries in a season. I mean, which, uh, you know, over a 10 game season is 34 carries a game, which is which is a lot of carries. So you're carrying the ball most of the time and playing defense, but you guys start to, to, to see a change. Whereas some seasons, you know, you guys were winning two, three games. You were, you guys, even before your sophomore year, winning even less, you guys start to win, win some more games and you, you're starting to pile on the yards. When did you realize like during the season, when did you realize, Oh, this is going to be different? I want to say like after the second game of the season, when everything just like just start clicking, it was like, hey guys, we're gonna win some games, we're gonna do this, we're gonna do that, and just don't give up, and we'll just we'll be good. When did you realize yourself as a running back that you were gonna have a big season? I want to say after. Probably after the fourth game of the season, after I scored like two or three touchdowns a game, and I was like, oh, this is going to be a good season. And then now, how did your how did your teammates handle that? Were there any guys that thought they should be getting touches or they, everybody was on the same page and they were happy you were doing all the work? I mean, everyone was on the same page. I mean, I had a kid named Josh Strife. He was my fullback, oh. so he got some of the touches as well, but he was mostly a blocker. We had like some slot backs and like two little receivers, but I mean, it was a running team. So nobody complained. Like we might've passed the ball maybe like once or twice a game, but Hey, just, we're just running team. Sort of sounds like marathon high school now. Yes, it is. <laughs> yeah, it's, it sure is. So you guys go through the season and for the first time in a very long time, not only do you have this huge monumental season, 2,500 yards, 25 touchdowns on the ground, you guys make the playoffs for the first time in a super long time. What was that like? That was like a very special thing to all the players on the football team. I mean, we didn't even think we were going to be able to make a playoff game with the small amount of players that we had, but we eventually did. And that must have been like, I mean, how many teams in the state of Florida can say we have a roster of 14 guys. We're playing in a very, very competitive district and we make the playoffs. That's an achievement for all 14 guys on the team. Yes. Very good achievement. And I know we're, we're talking about 1997. We're talking about 25 years ago. And, and obviously if you are having the season that you're having back then today, everything would be so much different with the amount of attention that you would receive as a player, you know, because of the internet and the focus on high school sports, but that wasn't the same then. What was it like for you? I mean, obviously I haven't even checked on this, but obviously you're probably the citizen, you're the citizen football player of the year that year, correct? Yes, I was. Okay. So you're the player of the year. Now, as far as being the state to a player of the year, how did you find out about that? I want to say I found out about that after my last football game of the season, going to say like basketball season, when, when they named like all time players, this and that there. 
Uh-huh. And then they called me to the office one day, and then they was like, hey, you know, you did this and did that, so we're going to award you with this, and then you're going to have to go to Gainesville to get this award. So you, you go to Gainesville to get the award. Did they give the award to all the different state player of, of the years at that time? Yeah, they had, like, different state players, like two-way players, three-way players, four. You know, they just kept going up the ladder. Now, do you remember any uh, any other players that were there that perhaps went to the NFL or anything like that? Not exactly. Not, yeah. not right offhand. And then uh, you go into, like, Obviously, you're going to go into basketball season. I'm sure that you, I'm sure you were a good basketball player. And then, did you play a spring sport or anything, or was it just football and basketball? Football, and basketball. I mean, I tried out with the baseball team, but I got hit with the ball too many times. I was like, nah, that's not my sport. <laughs> yeah, I gave that up. Okay, well. Then, like moving moving forward, you're the state player of the year. And now, now, to be honest with you, Andre, you probably were not receiving any interest from college prior to your senior year. Is that safe to say? Yep, you're right about that. Right, because there because you hadn't put up those numbers yet. They didn't know what you could do. So you're the state player of the year. When did you start hearing from colleges? I want to say after probably my sixth game of the season. Mm-hmm. I got letters just about from like. Every other school that's out there. Yeah. And then then who who got really I know you end up signing at Florida A and M, the Rattlers. Were there any other schools that you were thinking about or any other schools that were expressing interest in you? I had letters from Nebraska, I had letters from Clemson, I had one from Pitt, one from Penn State, one from Georgia. I had a couple of small schools as well. So what made you decide uh, on Florida A and M? Just like my GPA, like to be honest with you, my GPA was like up there, so mm-hmm. I had to go to a school that I could go to. I got you. I got you. Um, did you like your experience there? Uh, yeah, Florida A and M was a very nice school, man. I mean, like everyone that is in high school should try to go out and, like go to college, no matter what. Like, mm-hmm. Just go for the experience and see how it is. Absolutely. And then like, like Andre, you're, you're a great example of that. I think it's really important for everybody that grows up in the keys to actually leave the keys. First of all, to decide, do you know, you're, you don't know if you really want to be somewhere unless you leave that place. So like you go away to Tallahassee, you have life experiences there and then you make the decision, okay, I want to come back to marathon and be part of the community. Right? So one of the things that, that you do upon coming back almost, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, immediately is get into coaching at marathon high school, right? Yep. I always want to be come back in here to be a coach. So I'm here now. So that's something even when you were in high school and you're like, I'm going away to college, but I want to come back and coach at marathon. That's something you thought. How did you get like? What? How did you get back into coaching at Marathon? Who did you talk to? I came back in college. Uh, the old high school coach was still here, Bill Simpson. Mm-hmm. Out, you know, we just like draw paperwork, just out there. And at that time, everything was transitioning over. And then another coach came in, Coach Lance Martin came in at that time. So I started when he started. So your first year back coaching at Marathon was Coach Lance Martin's first year coaching at Marathon too, right? Yes. So you guys had a long you guys had a long run there, about ten years with Coach Martin coaching at Marathon and you. And you guys had a lot of big victories. You were a coaching staff of 
the marathon teams that beat Key West back to back years, correct? Yep. Um, what what were your big memories like? Was that a big deal for you going back to your city league days playing against Key West all the time? Was it really, really satisfying to be on a staff that not only beats Key West, but beats Key West two years in a row? I mean, it was satisfying just being on a staff that everyone knows about football and also going down to beat Key West, like, the very first time. I mean, if you beat Key West for the first time in your marathon team, then either your football team is good or something. somebody's doing something good. <laughs> That's great. And then um, you also, besides working – uh, coaching, you also work at the marathon uh, park. So you're working at the park, you're creating sports programs for some of marathon kids. How'd you get started at the park? Well, they were looking for like a, a park spec, uh, specialist. So I applied for that job, got it, and then we just started putting like little kids' programs together, like football, soccer, basketball, just anything that just get kids, little kids going. All right. So then that's, and you're still, I know for sure, Andre is still coaching at Marathon High School and he has been a super outstanding example of someone that grew up in Monroe County as a product of Monroe County schools, went away to college, decides to come back and dedicate his life to service to the students of Monroe County through coaching football and and working at the park. Um, everybody come out to the marathon game tomorrow night at seven o'clock. Not only is it senior night, but Andre's going to officially have his number retired. There's going to be a banner up at the marathon stadium. That's always going to stay there. And I, I, for everybody in marathon, want to thank you, Andre. And I also want to congratulate you on having your number retired and, and for all the service you've done for everyone in the keys, Andre. All right. Thanks a lot, man. Thank you very much, man. Have a great day. All right, bye-bye. You know, I've always been uh, fascinated with high school sports and the community and what makes a community, and I really enjoy doing this podcast. I'm really grateful to the Keys Weekly for allowing me to do this podcast. I want you guys to check out the high school sports coverage in the Keys Weekly. It's out today. If you get it delivered to your house, check it out. See what Tracy McDonald is writing about this week about our high school athletics. Thank you guys for listening. And remember, if you're listening to this podcast today when it comes out on Thursday, tomorrow you need to be at the marathon game to support Coach Dre getting his number 32 retired, or you need to be up in Coral Shores watching that Coral Shores Key West High School football game. Thank you guys for listening.